Welcome back to Going Long on First. Woo! We are down to our last division. Believe it or not, we are an eight of eight. Just a few months back, we started with the AFC West. We, we started did. with AFC, right? We did. And now we're ending with the NFC North. Just a few weeks away from the beginning of the season. A few days ago, we did the AFC North. And now here we are, ending with the best division in football. With the best team in football. After you know, after going through this list, Seth, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't even know if I could trick myself into thinking this was the best division in football. No, you're probably right. The AFC North <laughs> was probably AFC North might be the most talented division in football. That in the West, probably. AFC West. AFC like West. Far, far AFC North. North. Yeah, yeah, I would say AFC North is up there. Uh but regardless, uh we're gonna jump right into the north today. Um and then maybe one with a little trivia. I got one question for you as always. We'll see what we have for time. But we're going to jump right into the NFC North tonight. Now, Jeremy, because you are not the home guy tonight, Owen and I are, you are going first for both of these. I'm first. You're first tonight. You're first Reagan's, for winners and you're first for top five. So Reagan's going to she's going to tell my list for both of them. I, and then you're going to translate it or what? She only says three words. So <laughs> Packers, Dad, Packers, yeah, Packers. Bad, bad. So Jalen Hurts is a running back. Uh, I guess that's five words. But... Eagles <laughs> and Super Bowl. That's all she says, right? That's <laughs> all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh all right, yes. Let's hear your winners. I assume the Packers are your top choice, but I assume, as it should be, as it should be at this point in time, should be the Green Bay Packers. Um, But really, I guess the curious part will be uh, who's two and three. I assume the Bears will be at the bottom. Uh, it'll be two and three, though. Seth, you you think it's this predictable in the NFC North, huh? I I mean, to me, there's a clear top team, and to me, there's a clear bottom team. It's just kind of uh, who's in the middle. Well, that was to you, Seth. Though I think you know, I think there's, I think you might find some differing opinions potentially. So yeah, you know, some opinions are more right than others. So Owens and I are more right than yours. It's it's a matter of opinion. So for the viewers out there, if you don't know already, Seth is a homer. Um, it was stated last week just in the fact that he was so adamant, Owen, to get TJ Watt over uh Miles Garrett, even with you. Well, he's he's from Wisconsin, so like it was like, man, dude, like I just had to point it out. He's a Wisconsin and then you, boy. And, say it. and then you didn't back me up. You had Watt over Garrett yourself. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. I couldn't help out. It was what it was. You so, essentially are a Wisconsin homer because you have so many Eagles or Eagles Wisconsin players. We got like one right now. You had a bunch. TJ Edwards. Hey, he's gonna be good this year. I'll say that. Like I'm excited for that. Um so okay. Seth, you made the comment that the NFC North was the best division of football. It's definitely not. 
for the reason what you just said there, it is so goddamn predictable this year. Like, it's so predictable this year. You have one A team, one B team, a lower C team, and then a team that's going to be all dependent on two guys, probably one guy realistically. But um, what I'll say is I'll start from the bottom. Um, the Bears coming at four. What are you going to do? I mean, it's already kind of blowing up. Roquan <laughs> wants out. He wants to get paid. Whatever. I, I'm i just going to say this. This is early and kind of giving away something. I was this close to putting Justin Fields on my top five A and B. Just simply – okay, time out, time out. I see you both hanging your heads, okay? Just simply off of expectation and value to the team, but I couldn't do it because obviously he hasn't done shit in the NFL yet, right? So I, I couldn't do it, right? So, but I – Owen's not listening, and that hurts my soul because what I'm going to say is it's big, Seth. You ready? <laughs> Don't worry, Jeremy. I'm listening. It's, it's big. He's back. Okay. I truly think Justin Fields is going to be the best of the year two quarterbacks. I think he's going to have the best career if he makes it out of this year alive. That's what I'll say. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do with a better court coach, you know, everything's better in uh, Chicago land right now. But um, obviously I couldn't do it. But the Bears ride and die off of him. And if they can get some fucking wins out of that defense, I mean, Eddie Jackson and those guys, we'll see. Bears are the clear cut four for me. Lions could mix it up to make it interesting, but they're a C team. You know, they don't have they don't have the A players to put them over the top. Now the Lions probably have the second or third best offensive line in the NFL right now, and if Goff can take advantage of that with a Hawkinson, uh, uh what is it? Is it Amon Ra Brown or St. Brown? Amon Ra St. Brown. Bingo. Thank you. If they can take advantage of those two guys, Swift has a big year. Jamal Williams, you know, has a really good, you know, one-two punch there. If they start to take advantage of these guys, they could sneak a couple games out and really mix it up at the top two seeds there. But we'll see. Um, the Vikings are the only real shot at the throne here, if we're being real, real honest. You're going to need a massive year out of uh, Delvin Cook is the thing. You're going to need Kirk to show up outside of fucking Sunday at three. Um you know, it's you're gonna have you're gonna need a lot of things out of their guys. On the Vikings being my two, I actually was trying to place a wager with one of our listeners the other day that um Justin Jefferson Je- Justin Jefferson will not only win the receiving triple crown this year, but he will go over 100 receptions, over 1700 yards, and over 10 touchdowns, and win the triple crown for receivers this year. That was my bet. That's, Cooper Cup did it last the, year, right? Cup did he did over the, all three of those stats, and he took the triple crown. So triple you're saying crown. you're saying he probably he, he might not have Cooper Cup level stats, but he'll still be like dominant in all categories. He will be above all those three numbers I said: ten touchdowns, seventeen hundred yards, and a ton of receptions, and take the triple crown. I think Oof. this said listener did not take my bet. He's a coward. <laughs> Anyways. But no, um, the Vikings, I mean, I think truly the Vikings might have the best receiver in the NFL in a year's time. I think Jefferson Jefferson is that good. I think Delvin Cook is, he's probably a top five running back. Um, just give or take a year. He's that talented if he stays healthy. 
And then it's going to come down to what you get out of Thielen and some of these other guys. Um, if that offensive line takes a step and then who shows up on defense, they just lost bar. Obviously he joined that yep. shitty team in Dallas. Um, but other than that, it's kind of clear cut. Who's the, the class of the North. It's just going to come down to injuries and who's catching the ball and scoring touchdowns with it. Um, obviously I'll tell you yeah. who's catching the ball, Jim. I know you'll, you'll tell me, well, she's the next Greg Jennings, so, you know, whatever. Anyways, y'all don't screw Greg, screw Greg Jennings. Screw him. You're a hater of all people that talk bad of Aaron Rodgers. Anyways. So, Hey, speaking of Packers quarterbacks, you guys hear Brett Favre had over 2000 concussions while he's in the NFL. That's what that's what he's guess that's what he's guessing based on like what they view as a concussion these days. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't surprise me. Doesn't if surprise I remember me. though, given the amount of games he played in the NFL, even like just total games he could have played, that's like 20 something concussions a game. That guy's brain would be mush. I mean. Obviously it's mush if he thinks he's had that many. I know, right? So clearly he didn't. But um anyways. We all know NFL, it goes by quarterback. So we it, it is what it is. The best quarterback in the division, Aaron Rodgers. The next best guy that's proven currently is Kirk Coupons. Jared Goff, as what he's put on the field, is definitely that third guy. Justin Fields, though, I think could flip this list the next year. They could be two. The Bears could be two like that. I think there's that much talent in that guy. Um, but for me, it's Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. That's it is what it is. Oh my, <clears throat> Jeremy. And uh, you know, if Jordan Love was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers this year, but the same roster construct, what is your list then? They're definitely three for me. I think at behind the point. Lions. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, so it depends on if. Literally every weapon on the Lions would have to show up. Um, but no, I would say y'all just don't have a proven commodity at receiver for me right now. You know what I mean? Not that the Lions really do either, but uh, I think I just trust that offensive line in weapons, especially like Hawkinson, in Detroit, even with golf over love in them. That's just my, my point. I think um, one thing where the Lions could become the 2C here in the North is the simple fact of that offensive line is top three in the NFL. They got yeah, some it's, guys. It's good. It's a deep line. They have a lot of talent there. Uh, be curious to see how much love they get in their top five. All right, Jeremy. Um, so you had Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers. That's what it was. It goes cheese, guys that – I'll save the one part. Pillage, villages, lions, and then uh, the forest creatures in the north. Uh, Owen, uh, you care to go next? He's wrapping up his Culver's right now. It looks oh, like. my bad. All right, I'll, I'll take steak. it. I'll take it. Elk's taking a cheeseburger. It doesn't get any better than that. Ben. And it's, it's uh, pretty cheese curds. You can't beat the cheese. You can't beat uh, Culver's. You know, I'll be on the west west side of the country in the coming week, so I will be hitting in and out. One of the first things that I do because I am a have you have you ever had it before? I have, I have. Okay. I, you know, I think I know the better, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the animal style. That's what they say. So uh, that'll be oh, what happens. Uh, let me, um, let me gauge your, your thoughts there. What did, what did you feel about in and out <clears throat> I, 
enjoyed it. I didn't think it was like anything super special, but I also didn't order kind of like, you know, oh no. I mean, this is kind of, you know, California talk is like, oh no, when you go to in and out, you got to get, you got to get the animal style. You got to get the secret menu, blah, blah, blah. That will be happening this time. I've There's never a heard secret. of that. They have like a secret menu. It's not like very secret. Everyone knows about it. You get, you know, it's like you get a, you get a, a double cheeseburger. I think they, I can't remember what to call it. If it's a two by two or what, but. And then you get an animal style, which is basically just everything and like their version of Mac sauce. And that's apparently the way to do it. Okay. Interesting. I went out there when I went to California and uh, wasn't super impressed. So, so but I didn't have it animal style. So I guess maybe I'm missing out. So Culver's all the way, you say, eh? Oh, 100%. Over, over, over that. Yeah, absolutely. All I'll right. make a better, uh, make a better uh, judgment on that on the next version of this podcast other than that though jeremy your list is exactly as the baby's flopping and dancing around uh your list is exactly what vegas is also thinking uh and it's also oh and she has a name uh baby yeah reagan (laughs) baby reagan her name is eagles fan number one I'm going to call her Ronald. All right. The odds are similar, the exact same as uh, the Vegas odds, um, and they are also the exact same as mine. I'm starting with the Bears at the bottom. This Fields talk is kind of coming out of nowhere. I kind of appreciate the boldness and the and the optimism about the guy, um, but I think his offensive line might actually have him killed this year. Just the way they're looking right now, it is, it is scary. I said that. I said is, that. you you did you did mention that he might if he can make it out of this year a lot um, it is it is you know Chicago hasn't been a great franchise like like organizationally and making decisions in a long time I would say uh there is a pathway for fields to be great uh they got the new head coach new GM you know some some changes of some sorts Hopefully that does well for him, but um, I it's hard to grow when you know you're getting attacked every single play. So we'll see what happens. Uh, might just be leaning on the old David Montgomery, Jeremy's favorite guy. Hey yo, regardless, he might be the best running back in the NFC North this year. He, he he's probably the fifth ru- best running back in the NFC North. Well, that's just not true. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and that's not even that far the off. The fact right? that you I'm... just said Swift and Dillon is hilarious. Okay, what? Dillon, DeAndre Dillon. Swift? Let me ask you something. DeAndre Swift and AJ Dillon combined, how many thousand yard years do they have? No, I'm not even. I'm not even pushing this, Seth, because he does, he Montgomery's knows he's got three in a row. David Montgomery sucks. Compared to those guys, that's not true. That's just no. Not that's true. that doesn't true. But he's not. I I think he's definitely the fourth best running back this year. No, at this point, yeah. If you're saying Dylan's over him, you're you're just wrong. I said fourth. I, I'd still say Dylan. That's the homer in me. But you know, if you want me to be, hey, you know, I think Dylan. Dylan is going to be. I mean, he sits behind. I shouldn't say sits behind Aaron Jones. It's more of a 50-50 time. It's essentially a 50-50 split now. Um, he, 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 he nearly oh, hit 1,000 yards last year. Oh, Jeremy. As oh, number two. 
Owen, I don't mean to take over your, your list here. You did. It's all right. Too late. AJ no. Dillon is the reason why I'm strung, struggling to see if Aaron Jones belongs on my top five A and B right now. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly, I think that's kind of what we were all thinking too. Um, yeah. Look into it. And he's also better than David Montgomery, who also doesn't belong in your top six. So <laughs> he's not he's not better than him though. That's the I absolutely think he is. Uh, David Montgomery is just he's a he's a great average running back in the NFL. I think average. that's all I got for him. He's, yeah, he's I would say greatly say average. I would say there's at least ten running backs that I would take over David Montgomery. I don't think that's even. I don't know the names off the top of my head. I could list them if you really wanted me to, but I don't think that's even like that far fetched to say. If there's 10 better than him, then there's got to be 20 better than Dylan. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's 20 better than Montgomery. Continue hey, on, Continue. I'm a, I'm a David Montgomery truther, just like I'm a No, you are a David That's Montgomery truther. fan. I love that guy. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> Moving on, Detroit Lions. Uh, there's optimism. Uh, Hard Knocks is awesome. Uh all I care about is you guys, man. All I care about is you guys. That's all I think about. You got to trust me, man. You got to trust me, man. There's a line from Mattel. Okay, all right, I'm done. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, definitely the best second or the second best skill group um, in the NFC North, I would say. That's a great trio right there. And they're, I think they're all pretty underrated. Monroe St. Brown is definitely coming on big in the last few weeks of the previous season. I expect that to continue. Dude's a baller. And, uh, you know, yeah, you said you said what you said about the offensive line. I don't think that's far off, too, with a healthy rag now. And defense, I mean, just slot Hutchinson in as a perennial pro bowler for, you know, and and maybe not this year, but next year and starting and for the rest of his career. Like, I, that dude's the truth. I don't, I don't really need to see much more. Um, we'll see what happens in the regular season. But, like, that, that I'm sold on that dude. I was always sold on that dude. Um, yeah, so I, I think the Lions are definitely going to be much improved from last year, even if it's only like a 7-10 seven and, seven and season, I guess it would be. Um, but... I definitely see in them effing some some hopes up. Like they'll take, they'll probably steal a game away from the Vikings. They'll probably steal a game away from the Packers. Um, they're they're a solid team right there. Owen, before you move on, I have been waiting to ask you this question for a while now. Malcolm Rodriguez, Rodrigo, what do you think? I think he makes the team. He might start, but. Um... Making the team is light. I mean, that guy's yeah. going to be one of the better defenders on the team. I, yeah, I mean, Hard Knocks is definitely bumping him up a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's reason, especially when your linebacker coach is like is up, you know, um, speaking your name so much. So much. Um, I don't, I don't really know what they, I don't know what they had for linebackers off the top of my head when they first said that too. I was just like, is this even an emphasis on the team? Like. Especially if you're like your best player is a sixth round pick this year. Um, Let me find out what their depth chart looks like. I'm struggling. I'm looking at it right now. They have, I think, a former Eagle. I believe Alex Enzaloni. He's played for the Eagles or no? Nope. Um, Derek Barnes. He's the name that I recognize. Derek Barnes is one. Also, Amani. I think he played last year for them. Amani. Oi, are you Irie? 
I don't know. Isn't that a cornerback? It is. Oh, you're right. He's you're actually right. My a bad. stud. Yeah. He's actually a stud. He's the I best. I think he's player. pretty good. Him and Tracy Walker are the two best on the defense right now, I would say. Um, I don't know how to say his last name either. He's he's the one that showed up when uh, Jeff Okuda hasn't panned out. I think it's Oruwariye, right? That's, or, that's close. Um, that Alex I was reading it wrong. And then no. um, the other one is Chris Board. There's another yeah. linebacker. Yeah, so I think like they they haven't had like an emphasis on the linebacker position. So when you, especially when you see a six round guy like just kind of hit the you know just hit it right away get get what you're speaking. Um, I think yeah, I've, even if his his talent isn't like NFL level, like just the way that he's just he's just playing like they want him to. So he might get he might get exposed, but I I like I definitely like watching him. The one thing I was just gonna say is. What's come out and what they've said about him reminds me a lot of uh like TJ Edwards from my Eagles. Sure. Badger, you know, Badger. Edwards' instincts is un unmatched for the roster right now. Um, the trouble with Edwards is he's just not this high-end talent. Now, Malcolm Rodriguez, if I remember right, actually put up some numbers at the combine, but it seems like he's just running around his instincts or taking him right to the ball every time. So if the Lions get a run and tackle guy like that. Um, on it, top it makes of, a big difference. Yeah, it 100%. does, especially that late in the draft. Like that's huge. Um, because Aiden Hutchinson, that's him and Michael Malcolm Brockers. That's like that's your front end. But uh, if you get a run and tackle linebacker that's that good, that could change. We'll the see. Season. Yeah, I I certainly can see him as a starter in the NFL. I don't know if I see anything further, but I mean, kind of like one of those hometown guys where everyone knows his name, everyone loves him, and everyone you know, knows his value to the team, but I don't think he's going to be making a ton of money at the top of the linebacker market no. anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely a good, fun guy to watch. Jeremy, uh, sorry, real quick. The, the linebacker I was thinking of was Singleton, Alex Singleton. Oh, That's Alex Singleton. He's yeah. a Bronco. He's a Bronco. Yeah. Well, he was with the Eagles, though, right? Yep. He played with yep. He's yeah. a Bronco now. But, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth, that Wrong Alex. Was. That's who I assumed you were going with, and I was just like – that's a true just run and get in the way guy. <laughs> but anyways, that Continue guy, Owen. Yeah. Owen, All I'm right. saying is compared to the Bears, Lions have optimism, and I do think they win a couple more games than, than they did last year. Moving on, we got the Vikings. I thought you – I thought, Jeremy, I thought you'd be a little more of a Viking hater, but I think you see the truth. I think you see it. I think Jefferson's talent is obviously undeniable. Um, I have him as my – Top three receiver in the NFL currently, just in his third year upcoming. Um, and obviously, we know Dalvin's value. He's been doing it a long time. Um, got the, that injury bug. That's the thing. You know, it, it could it could always creep back up with Dalvin. It looks like I think he had a fully healthy year last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you'd like to see that continue, but it's just the Vikings' slow turn from their defensive talent slowly in the last couple of years, you could tell it was shifting back to the offense and Zimmer was just not letting it fully evolve. Finally, you get a, you know, O'Connell in there uh, from the old McVay tree, the old 34 year old McVay or whatever he is. Uh, I think this offense is going to run pretty, pretty consistent. I think Kirk's going to have a career year. As much of as much of a kind of a Kirk hater I've always been, um, I see no reason that 
Kirk wouldn't have wouldn't find success in a in a new offensive system. Um, obviously, he kind of gained his name under Shanahan uh, in Washington. Got all his money with Minnesota and had a head coach that obviously hated him as much as they try to downplay that. Um, I would say, I think they get close. I think I'm, I'm locking them in for a wild card spot. Um, and I'm sure I was almost confident that the one that Packers always lose a dumb game at the beginning of the year. Like, you know, saints last year, like by 30 and the year before it was to the Bucks by 30. I thought that could have been the, the Vikings game here at the, the beginning of the year, just, Based on like Bakhtiari and Jenkins not being fully healthy, the offensive line was still kind of shuffling a while. But then we got the news today: Bakhtiari activated off the pup. You know, maybe he doesn't start week one, but it's there's there's a chance there. So, so I don't know. I don't know. I I think they could still steal one, obviously. But um, overall, great team. They're gonna have a lighter schedule, just being the second place team last year than the Packers are going to take, but uh, high on the Vikings, I would say. And that obviously brings us the roster is undeniable, you know, all around the starters. He, I guess your, your main concerns are obviously the receiver room and maybe a couple spots on the offensive line. Other than that, I think the defense has like pretty solid starters uh, all around. Even in, they even have a plan for nickel package, their regular package, their hybrids. Uh, I love to see it. You just got to square in. Is Just imagine Alan Lazard being a number one receiver, like they're saying. I haven't been able to, like, be confident in that. But could happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't sold myself on it. We'll see how it goes. But, um. That would be the the one thing they'd be missing is that that like full X receiver that Devonte, but and that's the other thing too is people are really high on like I don't know maybe this offense does better without Devonte Adams because Rodgers is forced to to spread the ball around. It's like stop. You want Devonte Adams on your team? He makes you better, obviously. And the Packers offense is going to struggle without him uh, at times, but. They're still positives, and I'm saying all these negatives to say I still think they win 14 games. So it could be Rodgers' last hurrah. Why not? Best defense he's played with at least since 2010, you know. Give me the Packers. Sounds good, Owen. Making me excited for the season to start, especially with uh, Bakhtiari coming off the, the pup, like you mentioned. Um, what do you think his chances are of him starting week one? I haven't really heard. Obviously, the coaches are non-committal. Of course, because the last time he came to practice is when his his fucking knee blew out again, or got worse, or whatever. Yeah. They found it wasn't getting better. I'm I'm definitely optimistic. I wasn't. I I didn't think we'd see him back till week six ish. Um, but it looks like Elton's going to be out there if if uh. I I I'm pretty confident Elton will be up for week one. I'm not super confident at this point that David Bakhtiar will be out there week one. It's fair. Um 
It you got a couple you. weeks of you got a couple weeks of practice in there's exactly. you know, definitely exactly. see how it feels but you got you got the you know you got the bullpen arm out there you got, you got the yash yash nyman oh yeah he could come in give you a game easy and i'd be okay easy. with it easy absolutely all right uh i won't spend too much time on my list because we have a clean sweep i also have the bears at the bottom lions vikings packers I really, really, really toyed with putting the Lions two and putting the Vikings three. I wanted to. I really toyed with it. I when you when you mentioned that, I was I was more thinking about the Lions and the Bears at the bottom of the division. Not that I really? necessarily was thinking, but I thought other people would be thinking that. Oh no, I Bears to me are, are to me they're one of the worst teams in the league. They have I don't think they really have much to go off of their offense might be the worst in the league. Um, and then their, their defense is, it's just not where it was a few years ago. Khalil Mack is gone. Roquan Smith's trying to get out. They don't have those premier defenders that they did. They still have some, they still, Roquan is still there. Um, He's playing too. Yeah. He, he'll be back. I'm sure. Um, you know, still have Eddie Jackson, players like that, but they just don't have that same defense that carried them when they were successful, even with Trubisky at quarterback. To me, this is one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, and they got a lot to change before they changed my mind about where they could even be on this list. Lions, I think, like you said, Owen, there's some optimism there. There's a lot of potential. I think Jared Goff is the one thing holding them back a bit. Um because I think that offense has pieces. Swift, I'm on Ross St. Brown. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a good young up-and-coming tight end. That offensive line, like we mentioned, is stacked and one of the best. Uh, I think this could be a good team. Wouldn't surprise me if they snuck seven or eight wins in there. I don't know if that's enough for a playoff spot, but I could see them I could see them upsetting some teams. Absolutely, and being a... Uh, uh, being a fun team to watch, like they were last year. I, I get to the Vikings at two simply because I think we know who the Vikings are. They've pretty much been the same team for the last couple of years. Delvin Cook, I think, to me, if if we want to talk about the most important player on this team, to me it's Delvin Cook. He has to be, and I think if they want to be a successful team, a team that runs into the playoffs, they go through Delvin Cook. We know Kirk Coupons can't do it. He can get them there. It's just he struggles to get over the hump. I think Delvin Cook could be the piece that does it. He's just got to stay healthy. As good as Justin Jefferson is, I think Delvin Cook is the most important player on this team. And then, of course, we get to the Packers. Who are the Packers? You know, as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, they're going to be your division winners or at least fighting for it. And – they like you said, Owen. They might have one of his. He might have one of the best defenses since 2010, and they might have one of the best defenses in the league with all of that talent they have back there. Alexander back healthy. He's looking great. Ah uh, man, it, I could just sit and gloat about this defense all night long. I didn't have to talk about the offense. I could just talk about that defense and how dominant they've been through training camp. How dominant they have been. In preseason, the first two games, I was at the game on Saturday against the Saints. They looked real good. 
Uh, this is it's very exciting to see what that defense could be, and that's the one thing they've missed for years, and they might finally have it back. That could be the missing piece. Yeah, they lost Adams, but they got a whole lot more on that defensive side uh, that might push them past that NFC Championship game. Seth, <clears throat> out of the rookies, were Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker both playing on Saturday? They were. Or Friday? They were. Um. Who's going to have the bigger impact this year? Um, I think Quay Walker gets more playing time. But I will say Devontae Wyatt looked better huh. on Friday. Okay. He he didn't play with the starters. Quay Walker did. Quay Walker was out there right away. Devontae Wyatt didn't come out till second second quarter, second half. Uh, but he, he did look good. They were putting the Packers front front seven was putting pressure on the saints all night long. And he was also a part of that. A Quay Walker, I think will do well because he's going to be surrounded by just pieces everywhere. And he's got Devondre Campbell to learn from. Um, so I, I think Quay Walker will get more playing time, but I think Devontae Wyatt has the better chance to make more of an impact. Like just from what I, what I saw as well. Cool. I like it. All right, that was easy. I figured that's how it would go. Jeremy, you're right. It was predictable. Let's jump into our top five A and B, which should be a little bit more fun. Because uh, like Owen mentioned before, pre-pod as well, there's just not as many good players in this division uh, as there is in previous divisions. AFC North last week was tough. Because yes, of how stacked it was. Uh, it feels like we have one team at the top here with some loaded talent. And then we have a second team that has a few superstar players, like we've mentioned. And then we kind of get to these other two teams that may or may not have a player show up on this list tonight. Uh, but once again, like I said before, Jeremy, you are going first. I hope your list is ready because we're ready to hear it. Uh, and then we'll critique it and then give you the real list. I'm finalizing it right now. Um, <clears throat> Seth, I did everything I could to not put all Packers on it. Um, That's good to hear. You know, apparently I'm the local Packer hater. Um, there is some names that definitely, like, don't make it on. Um So Owen, I'll, I'll I'll do this for you. Um, Talk to me. I don't have a single running back on my list. Um, none of them. Oh, so actually, time out. I got what? My bad. I got one running back on my list. Um, as I went through this, I just don't have one guy because of position is high on here for me. Um. That one, I'm just kind of going off what they're going to be this year. Um, but no. Um, God, you guys got dudes with long fucking names. <laughs> uh. Anyways, so I just oh, – shit, never mind. Wait a second here. I wrote it on here, and I realized I had a name set aside that I wanted to put on. Um, Who falls off? 
inside the brain of Jeremy as he tries to finalize his list. Good little insight. My first man off oh, damn, is Frank Ragnall. Um, he's currently listed as my 5B. He's coming off right now because I just went through all this to put Robert Quinn on. Wow. Really? Um, dude, he's a fucking stud. Um, I don't think there's any way Robert Quinn can't be on this list, in my opinion. Um, we had this conversation about him a while back to where I think I asked you guys if Watt is a Hall of Famer, is Robert Quinn also a Hall of Famer? Oh, and you men mentioned last week about the pivot pod where they're they're asking TJ, kind of picking on him about who's you know him better than him or JJ. JJ Watt, this is a hot take, real quick. Oh boy. JJ Watt had a three-year stretch that was the most dominant in probably defensive history that I actually think is better than anything Donald's put together, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is no doubt the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL ever, right? But Watt's three-year stretch is possibly the best three-year stretch ever. Oh, and you made the comment last week. He was literally, like, people were like, is he going to be the league's MVP? One of those times I think he should have been. I, I think really so, too. Think one of them should have been. Um, I'm not the biggest J.J. Watt fan, but you can't deny greatness when it's that great. Um the fact that I could even sit there and make an argument for Robert Quinn at his age now where he's, what, is he 30? It's going to be 33, I think. No, one second. 32. Um, dudes, I mean, put up 18 and a half sacks last year. So, sorry, Frank Ragnow. Um, Robert Quinn is my 5B. Frank Ragnow is my number one honorable mention, though, um, for good reason. But, no, like I just said, um, the, to be able to sit here and do that for Robert Quinn, I mean, he's been very good in Chicago. Um, his first year there, he kind of played out of position at outside linebacker. Then last year, they just played him like as a rushing edge, you know, 18 and a half sacks. Now, Seth, you kind of made the comment. It's not the same bear, same bear, Bears defense as it used to be. Um, Eddie Jackson is good but he looked vulnerable last year. Yeah. Um, they don't truly have a number one corner up there. They've kind of been trying to figure that out since Tillman's days. Um, what was it, Tillman and uh, who was the short guy with the dreads? God damn, I can't think of his name. Anyways, he was good, though. But that's since the last time they had, like, real top, top flight corners. But Eddie Jackson, I think, like, he either needs to be paired with another great safety or he needs a corner there. Um, it reminds me of, it was either Chris Sims or Chris Long I was listening to, and it's the debate, would you rather have two great safeties or two great corners? I don't know. It kind of depends on the defensive scheme, right? But uh, as far as the Bears goes, this is the only player for me that belongs on this list. Um, so I'll go Robert Quinn as my 5B. I really wanted to put Montgomery on here just to rub his fucking face in it. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, waiting for it. I was waiting for it. He was going to be my only running back to show up, but I can't do it. I just... He's at very best, the third best running back in the in this division. At very best. And I still think he's at least four or five. You're wrong. Um, 
for many reasons. So Robert Quinn's my 5B. The two Packers that I have on here that's name is not Aaron Rodgers, I really toyed with not putting on here because neither one of them played, like, any games last year. But they're both top three players at their position. Top five for sure, right? Um, Definitely three. Definitely three if not two. But okay. Jair comes in at 5A for me, okay? Did he play a game last year? Yeah, he, he played like six. Yeah, and then he got hurt. The first and then six. He, yeah, right. And then yeah, he, and then he played. He, he played at the beginning, and then he got hurt like a third of the way through the season. Yeah, Jair isn't your true shutdown corner. He isn't your true ball hawk. He isn't a guy that's going to come up and fucking force fumbles like Charles Tillman, like I was just talking about. He's none of those things, but he's all of those things. You know what I mean? Um, I like Jair a lot. I liked him when he came out of college. He is undersized for most most part, you know. He's really quick. I mean, he's athletic enough, obviously, to play DB, but he does everything well. Like, pretty much not at the top of the league, but he does everything as good as you're going to really find it in most guys. I obviously always pick on you guys about Ramsey. Ramsey's the best corner in the league to me. I think he's starting to fall off. Um, Ramsey, to me, should start looking at that switch to safety. But Ramsey's that because he's a physical menace. Like, that guy is shaped like Harrison Smith, but runs like a deer. You know what I mean? Like he's just a freak out there. And you don't, those, those guys don't just fall off trees. Um, that's where that cornerback, I, I when you said his name earlier, the Lions corner. Amani Aruwarie. Thank you. He could show up here because he is, he's a guy that honestly, I was sitting there thinking to myself, could you make a way for him to end up on this list? Because I think if I remember right, PFF had him top 10 last year. Another dude, though, 6'2", 202 pounds. My point with this is this list next year, depending on what happens in Green Bay and Minnesota, could look so different. Um, Justin Fields could be a guy on this list. Um, who knows what happens in you know Detroit land. But my point being is these Green Bay guys that didn't play last year, it was kind of hard for me to put them on the list but you got them on the list. Jair comes in at 22 on the top 50 PFF right now. So it's like, you just, you can't leave him off. He's. It's play by play. It's an, it's an impact every single play. He doesn't yeah. really take plays off and he doesn't get thrown to, to really make like impact plays. Well, the thing about it too, is Seth said it like your guys' defense is exciting going into this year. And it's exciting because of players like Jair. Now, in my opinion, the only player that truly belongs on this list right now on their defense is Jair, but Kenny Clark would probably be my next guy. Where it's like, goddamn, he's like he's a he's a wrecker up in the in the front there. Um, also missed some games last year, if I remember right. Uh, Rashawn's forty nine on the PFF and young, so he's a guy that could be showing up here next year. But Jair, he's probably a top three corner after last year. I would say top five for sure, not three because guys like Xavier Howard just never get the respect they need. But he comes in at five eight for me. At number four, we have our first Viking for me, um, Delvin Cook. Everything you said, Seth, is right about him for the impact on the team, other than the fact that Justin Jefferson is just more impactful to me. Um, if you have Delvin Cook, because I think he only played 14 games la- or 13 games last year. 
Dalvin, 13 games, 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. There you go. So, oh, you, right. you made the comment about how you thought he played all last year. Well, it felt – it was probably, like, the healthiest he's been in, like, three years. You know, Not at all. How many games was it? That, the two years before it. So, 2019, 14 to 14 games. 20, 2020, 14 to 14 games. 2021, 13 to 13 games. So, he played just about as many games, but this is the thing where it didn't feel like he was impactful. Last year, he only scored six touchdowns. The year before that, he scored 17. And the year before that, he scored 13. I mean, he was dominant in 2020. He went for just shy of 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns. He had four touchdowns yeah. against one in the Packers in one game. Yeah, that yep. was that year. He averaged uh, 110 yards a game. Cook, at his peak, is a game changer, like a total game record. If you have him and Justin Jefferson both on the field healthy, Having 2020 type numbers, Vikings are a top five offense, even with Kirk coupons. Because Owen, oh, like you said, he's probably going to have one of his better years. My thing with coupons is when you need it most, he doesn't show. So that's just his thing. Um, but Delvin Cook, I mean, no, no matter how you cut this, he's obviously the most gifted running back in the NFC North. Um, I truly think I like Aaron Jones' game more. I just don't like Aaron Jones' game in Green Bay more is my thing because you guys are, like, forcing A.J. Dillon to have a bigger role, and I hate that for Aaron Jones. But he already got paid, so who cares? Um, which brings me to three, which is the other injured Packer from last year, but uh, he plays a position that I value way too much for him to not make it to this list. He is a spot behind Jair on the top 50 in PFF at fit, uh, 23, Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari. And that was the last name I was trying to write down when I realized every motherfucker on the Packers' his last name is 10 letters long for some reason. But David Bakhtiari, I tried to pull it up real quick to where he fell in PFF the year before for tackles. I didn't find it, but I thought he was top three the year before. Um, here's my take for the Packers this year, okay? I think literally like 90% of your guys' offense rides on this guy's shoulders. If Bakhtiari goes down early in the season and you don't have a true number one, y'all's offense is a mess. That's this guy, what Seth, this, this, he doesn't give respect to the Yash that, that we know he deserves. Whatever. Well, it's because uh, he's not a household name. People don't know who Yash Neishman is. Strict, Anyways. Simply put, Jeremy, the, the, the reason the Packers – didn't do anything on offense against the 49ers in the playoffs. It's because they started the wrong fucking lineman in, in replace of, you know, Bakhtiari being injured. Yeah, I couldn't believe – well, first off, I couldn't believe Bakhtiari wasn't out there. And then I couldn't believe they didn't have Nijman in that game. We're not going to rehash that, though. We're moving no, we're on not. to 2022. Correct. Continue, Jeremy. Whatever you guys just said. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. It means something to me because I love offensive line play. Yeah. But you guys are such homers that it means nothing to me. Anyways, so what I'll say is if you guys get a healthy Bakhtiari at the peak of his powers all year long, probably a 13-14 win team. The one troublesome thing is, Owen, I agree to disagree with what you said about Rodgers. Rodgers is more dangerous without Adams simply because he has to spread the ball, which before you talk, give me a second. No. What? Give me a second. I'm just, I'm just what has going. given 
Think of the most modern quarterbacks and what's made them the most dangerous outside of Mahomes. Brady at his peak was spreading the ball around. Breeze at his peak, spreading the ball around. All offenses are more difficult to cover when you don't know who to cover. So I think the Packers with, and I pulled up the screenshot that I sent to you guys, Aaron Rodgers wants the three starting receivers to be Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins. My problem with that is Randall Cobb. Now, I get why he wants him there because he serves a role in the slot, but Randall Cobb is like the skeleton of himself at this point, I, I feel like. And Sammy Watkins is a, a pulled hammy away from missing the entire year. So I still think, though, Rodgers have, being forced to spread the ball is way more dangerous. Now, don't get me wrong, a top two receiver and not two up until last year, you want that. You know, Adams is a great, great receiver. Um, I think he'll be fine in Vegas. Obviously, he's going to lose some targets to Renfro and Waller, but whatever. Um, but I think Bakhtiari plays a big role in that offensive line because after him, you guys don't have an A offensive lineman after that. Like, all the rest of them are okay, you know? So, you know, the one thing I'll – this is the last thing I'll say about Bakhtiari, and then I'll move on. Bakhtiari has a similar impact to your guys' offensive line that Lane does to Philly. He's actually, like, worth a couple of wins. So – I think if you guys didn't help have him healthy all year, you're good. Okay. Homer Homer responses because we have to. And you know, it's NFC North, you know it's gonna happen. You don't have uh, to. No, I have to. Elton Jenkins is is going is going to be a tier A player. Um absolutely he is. It's going to ha- he's gonna be the starting right tackle, whether mid season or early season. And so you'll come to find that. Also you're you're not necessarily wrong about the Adams Rogers thing. I I meant more in the fact that like people saying this team's going to be better without Adams. It's it's like saying it's like saying you don't want Lamar on half the teams in the NFL. You'd rather have a different quarterback or to keep oh. the quarterback that you have. I'm just saying Devontae Adams was the best receiver in in the league for the past five years, probably if you, you up know. until last year. Right, but you know, past five years he's he's been the top guy. Um, so you want you want him on your team. You just want better other receivers, and that's kind of the that's kind of it, it's going to force some guys to grow. And you're probably going to see if Dobbs can freaking hold on to a ball. Like everything else about that guy's game is great, and but also Devontae Adams rookie year he can he can hold on to a ball either. So you know there's there's room there's a pathway here, but otherwise you know you're not necessarily wrong. All right, you forced my hand. This is why I think Rodgers is better without Adams. I just got to say this, and then I'll move on to finish on my list because you guys are going to Well, you could, you could, you know, go to your second player and then come back to it at your first player. Perfect. There Justin Jefferson is, Jefferson is two. Next year, he will be one. I love that guy. Should be playing at Midnight Green. We don't draft receivers well. <laughs> Devontae Smith, whatever. Um, man what he would be doing in Philly right now. Um, I love that dude. JJ. Every is, time, every time we bring him up, man, dude, what he'd be doing in Philly. It hurts, man. It hurts because he's going to be the best receiver in the NFL. Like, I have no doubt in my mind about it. Oh, and everything you said about Jamar Chase last week is Justin Jefferson. The dude I, is, yeah, he's yeah. a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's great after the catch. He's fast. He can jump. 
Justin Jefferson is literally everything you want in a receiver other than built like Kelvin Johnson. That's all he's missing. And guess what? That's one dude out of I don't know how many. Justin Jefferson, to me, if you guys both don't have him too on the list, I don't know what crack you're smoking and I don't know who you're buying it from because there's something wrong with you. I truly, <clears throat> I truly think he will win the Triple Crown this year. I don't know if he's got a true person coming for him because day in and day out, uh, the receivers, uh, God, Dillon is a step closer to 50 and not really a guy that should be on the field as a one or two. Um, but no, Justin Jefferson to me is, he is literally the straw that stirs the drink in Minnesota. Um, Owen, you made the comment about Diggs last week. Um, Minnesota loses Diggs. And they got better. Like, they literally got a better guy after Diggs. It's just, for Minnesota, it's too bad that the guy that they – I hate to say it, you know, because Thielen is – his story is cool. But it's almost too bad Minnesota didn't lose Thielen and keep Diggs because Diggs and Justin Jefferson would be nuts, even with – yeah. Um, But, no, I love that guy. Um, Like, when I start to think of the short list of players that I'd buy a jersey of outside of Philly, Justin Jefferson is one for me. Like, I love that guy. Um, he, it just talking about him hurts my soul because he's playing for the wrong team. Anyways, which brings us to number one. Are you guys ready for me to talk about David Montgomery? Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Here's the deal, guys. Okay. David Montgomery outside of Delvin Cook. All right, Owen. Whatever. <laughs> Rogers, I said it before and I'll say it again. Might go three for three on MVP because of Adams being gone. He is forced to move the ball, which is going to play into him having a better season. Owen, where you're right is you want Adams for those big moments. You want Adams for that guy that Rodgers knows, I don't even have to look. I can just put the ball in the spot. He's going to catch it and we score. Uh, it takes me back to when our first year with Darius Slay and Adams just ate him up, right? Because Slay was new to the defense. Rodgers and Adams had that, you know, that connection. It was great. You want that guy for that moment. Where you're dangerous is because Bill Belichick and the New England defense, where they're so dangerous, is they take away your best threat. Who do you take away in Green Bay right now? Green Bay is making it very clear the number one dude in the backfield is not Aaron Jones. He's a co. You have two dudes back there. So who's your number one guy that you're throwing it to? It sure as hell isn't Alan Azard. It sure as hell isn't Randall Cobb. Sammy Watkins will not play the whole goddamn year, right? It's probably not one of these rookies. You don't know where it's going. When you have a dude that's as dangerous at quarterback as Aaron Rodgers and you don't know where he's going with the ball, that's to me, that's scarier than if Adams is there. Now, where Owen again is right is when you go to these playoff performances where Rodgers is coming up short, it's because he doesn't know how to spread the ball. He's trying to force it into targets. When you guys lost to Tampa that year when they won the Super Bowl, it's because Rodgers was forcing throws. Now, here's the thing. That's not true, but okay. It's true. We know it's true. It's true, Seth. I can bring up the goddamn plays. It's true. I know Sure, it's true. bring it up. Everybody, you don't want me to hurt you like that right now, Seth. He should have ran the touchdown. He shouldn't have forced the throw in the back of the end zone to Adams. He should have spread the ball around him now. Now, let me go to the positives real quick. Real quick. The last, the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, they had a top 10 defense, right? Yes, correct. Okay, who was the top receiver that year? Probably Greg Jennings. 
It was probably Greg. Yeah. Okay. Was he anything close to a top 10 receiver? In the <clears throat> it was Greg Jennings and Donald Driver who were good players that you could just trust, I think, was kind of the the goal there. I, he might have been 10th in yards, but. I think this is your guys' best chance at a Super Bowl right now. I think Bakhtiari healthy. You guys running a true one-two punch in the backfield, and you guys not really having a number one receiver is going to spell for the best best team you guys have had in a long long time. I think Aaron Rodgers being forced into having to trust all of these guys is more dangerous than having Adams the last five years. Don't get me wrong; no one's going to turn that down if somebody goes. We're going to give you the te- the best receiver in the NFL for the next five years. You're going to take it. No one's going to say no to that. But I just pulled up that team. Greg, Greg Jennings went for 12 touchdowns and 1,200 yards. Greg Jennings isn't anything close to Devontae Adams, even with those numbers, because Greg Jennings just isn't the weapon that Devontae Adams is. Now, do I think Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball, target a guy 125 times like he did with Jennings that year with anybody in this roster and turn him into that? Probably, because he's fucking Aaron Rodgers, right? He could probably do that with Aaron Jones. Wouldn't surprise me. So what I'm getting at here is Aaron Rodgers is my number one. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be forced into spreading the ball around. Aaron Rodgers has his best chance of winning a Super Bowl again right now. For the facts that are in front of us, top 10 defense, your guys' defense to me probably should be top three. Like, no doubt about it. You guys got talent through and through, and it's a very very well-constructed defense. Now, obviously, you need Jair to stay healthy. You need Razul to be at least what he was, if not take a step. Adrian Amos has got to be – I mean, it would be nice to see Adrian Amos have a Nick Collins type of year. That would be cool, you know, because, I mean, that would solidify it. He's in a contract year, so he's got motivation. Got motivation. Um, But I think the thing that I find to be the most important outside of the obvious being Aaron Rodgers, having to have that type of 2010 year, is I think Bakhtiari's got to stay healthy. You're – your front five on offense plays such a role. And I mean, for Rodgers to not have that guy where it's like, I can just put it in a spot and I know he's going to get it. You got to keep him clean. And that's Bakhtiari and keeping those guys together. Cause I remember you guys saying it. What is it? Billy, uh, Billy Turner. Like you don't want these guys in the field. You know, they're there for spots. They're not there for the long run. Billy was to... a, Billy was a solid right tackle. And was he's also it. probably the fifth best lineman on the, on the line too. So the that's not good. You don't want your fifth best lineman to be referenced as a solid right tackle. You don't want to do that. I want uh, to go. I want to look ahead. at my Eagles offensive line and go. Isaac Samalu's a really fucking good guard. He's my worst offensive lineman. That's what I want to say. Yeah, Isaac but Samalu. like the Eagles are, you know, the Eagles and I don't know, maybe one other team kind of have that. Where yeah. whereas everyone else is kind of the like goal is to get those like three good, and then you fill in. That's a good uh, problem. Of that. It That's is. a good problem to have. Isaac Samalo would immediately be guys' best, second best offensive line right now. Third I don't best. doubt. I would probably say second right now. Elton, right. Elton Jenkins. I'm just saying. Right now, Elton Jenkins has got to turn into that. No, he's he's that. So it's Elton, we'll Elton Jenkins. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Quickly recap your list so we can Frank move on right, to these. Frank right now is just off. Robert Quinn yeah. is and B. Because he's a stud. He'll probably get another 15-plus sacks this year. 
Jair is my 5A. Um, honestly, could have been three over Bakhtiari, but it's positional value to me. Cook is four. David Bakhtiari is my three. Justin Jefferson is my 1B. Rodgers is my 1A. Fair enough. Okay. All right, Owen. Dinker? Sure. I'll do All it. right. First off the list, uh, I had two. I actually had a few names that I kind of like started adding into that on the bubble uh, phase. So I there's there's definitely a few guys where it hurts to not put them in uh, Packers and non-Packers. But what I what I came to find, and I really wanted to put this into Jeremy's face uh, because he was missing something with this player that he wanted to put in. Potentially in this top six, uh, Jeremy will come to find when he gets back from baby duty, probably. Probably. My number six player is Aaron Jones. hey oh, 50-50 split. It kind of sounds like at the running back or in the running game with uh, A.J. Dillon. But what people are neglecting to focus on is Aaron Jones might end up being the number one pass catcher for the Green Bay Packers this year. Seth, he is going to run receiver routes. He is lining up in the slot. He is motioning in and out of the running back to the receiver position. Yes, of course, A.J. Dillon is going to take half of the carries because Aaron Jones is going to be running multiple positions the whole game. When injuries come, then sure, maybe he takes more of a focal point at the – uh, at the running back position. But again, like Jeremy said, those are good problems to have. Um, I'm sure they're really like trying to figure out their third running back. I hope it's Kylan Hill. I really liked him. I hope he comes back from injury. Well. I think as long as he, as long as he's healthy, I think it would be Hill. But they did have some pretty decent showings from running backs in the, in the past. Preseason Goodson games. looked good. Goodson yep. looked good. Baylor had some moments, you know, I'd imagine that they probably end up carrying four, which is weird because they're going to carry seven receivers probably as well, which is like, it's a weird, it's hard for, for a team to do that with skill players, but I think they're going to try it. Well, here's the thing. They're going to, that. no, you're right. Seth grimaced. Kylan Hill's going to take a roster spot when he's healthy. And one of those guys, whether it's Baylor or Goodson is going to, or Taylor, I guess. Is going to end I up think on the Taylor's squad. probably your th- number four, just because he has he played last year. He he was on the a, active roster d- last. Depends year. on practice squad availability. I think you'll you'll find that fourth guy on the practice squad, but ready to take carries um, if needed. Because you know, there's always injuries to your skill players, your running backs. Yeah, like, I'd imagine yes. one of those guys is going to miss a couple games. But Aaron Jones is. Uh, huge in that factor. And I think that's why people are like, I don't know, is, you know, Alan Lazard, not the number one receiver level. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier too, with the receivers specifically. But what I'm talking about, pass catchers, brah. Okay. Obviously they're going to say Alan Lazard is our number one wide receiver. And obviously they're going to say Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they're looking at like near 50, 50 split in carries. Cause Aaron Jones is going to catch a million balls, and he's They're probably going to be a thousand receiving yards. They're both going to be on the field at the same time, a lot. Yes, this year, hundred percent, a lot. You got that, Jeremy? My number six. I don't care. 
is the Green Bay Packers leading receiver, pass catcher for the year, Aaron Jones. I can get with that. There you I go. like Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is probably my favorite player in you guys' roster. And I think, you know, and I, and I think once you see the emphasis that the office, offense takes with his motions and his line, he's going to end up, he's going to end up taking a lot of time in the slot and, and he's going to carry, he's going to line up at the receiver position a lot. Um, you'd probably be like, yeah, I probably should have put him in my top six. Like, I think that's what you'll find. And I wish you do. I wish you would have took that chance, Jeremy, but you know, you're not brave. Like I am. You just don't have the guts. The one thing I'll say, my first Packer off would have been Aaron Jones for okay, sure. That's fair. No, it's a, your, your list was still, still pretty solid. And there's a lot of players to sort through. I was just mentioning, I have like six guys, you know, that would, that are right on the bubble for me, but I just think. Aaron Rodgers, leading receiver. It's going to be a huge year. Give me Aaron Jones. Number, go, Just parlay that right into number five. Sure, it's two running backs back-to-back, but for very different reasons. And for all the reasons you said Dalvin Cook belongs on this list, that is why I'm putting him at number five. In tandem um, with the other major skill player on the Vikings going to be a big year for the offense uh, I think defense is definitely not it's not the focal point anymore I think they still got some veterans that are going to keep them around and hopefully they grow some young guys but it is going to be all offense this year all reports are that the line is 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 looking better which is optimistic you know it's not where you want to be but um I think they're going to be the Vikings yeah yeah I, I'm not saying they're a top 10 line by any they're means, young guys I was going to say, I read it on Twitter the other day, their young guys are taking a step, which is what they need. Exactly, exactly, which is going to be huge for an offense-heavy team. Uh, Yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to be a huge part of that. I'm absolutely targeting him in kind of the mid to late round. First round in your fantasy football drafts, please do. Please take note. Oh, teaser. Oh, my – I I was just going to kind of – I think we're all unanimous in our opinion of Delvin Cook here. Like, I think we all really agree with what he is to that team. As much as I would want to burn him, he's he's burned the Packers too many times. Ugh, like, it's too just, many there's, times. There's been some Terrible. awful games trying to contain that guy yep. uh, when when healthy. So it's I like mean, AP all over again. AP would just run all over us, like everybody else. That's how it feels yeah. with Cook too. He you just, just feel, runs all yeah. over us. You just feel helpless. Like, there's literally nothing you could do. Packers probably in a better spot to stop him, so I hope that works. They got plenty all preseason to game plan for that guy. But he's Dalvin Cook. What are you going to do? Uh, number four, Kenny Clark. Give me Kenny Hey-o. Clark at the number four spot. Uh, a man who has been getting some respect, and it's he's played on a defense that's – been below average um, for pretty much his entire career until last year when they got better. And now this year when they're all hope gets me to a top five defense here. Uh, The man has been double teamed to no end for his whole career, which is good. It's a guy, it's a guy that you want to command attention, Um, but they just haven't had the pieces outside of that to really take advantage of what, what that does for you. Um, you know, when Zadarius and Preston Smith came in the first year, they are obviously seeing the fruits of that labor. Uh, last year, I guess 2020, I don't know. 
they just haven't taken full advantage of it. I'm loving seeing Joe Barry's defense really take form right now. Kenny Clark, Kenny Clark's a centerpiece. Obviously, J- Jair's a superstar, but Kenny Clark's needed. He's kind of that first domino to fall. You command the attention. You let your pass, pass rushers uh, take the angles they need to take. And then you let your back end guys secure it, right? You need Kenny Clark in there. You need him forcing double teams every single play. And now that the defense is so well-rounded, maybe he do- they just don't have a chance to double, double team him, and then they will make him pay. Uh, uh, Clark will make them pay. Kenny Clark. Love that guy. Moving on, number three. Just set him. Jair, the superstar. Sticky, icky, ooey. That's the guy. Sticky, icky, ooey. I like that. That's the Snoop Dogg lyric and not whatever else you were thinking. Jair, <laughs> is that? <laughs> what was Snoop thinking? I don't know. Oh, oh I know what he oh, was thinking. He was, we all know what Snoop was thinking. We all, yeah, you didn't even have to ask that there, stuff. So. Jair. Just... <laughs> in a cornerback room that's possibly the best in <clears throat> football, Jair is the man. That's, hey, Sit man, down, you want to sit down. You know, as a trio, those, those are the three guys. When Razul Douglas, coming off the Who year three? he came off of, is the third cornerback. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas. Razul Douglas? It's uh, Sewell. Uh, Zool. Sewell. Yep. Zool. Former Eagle, obviously, as you know. Oh, yeah, because he's – yeah, because you really lay claim to him. Let him go after <laughs> – a year. Hey, hey, hey. We didn't want to let Razul go. Um, hey. Just, he was a real bad fit for us. Um, they were toying with putting him at uh, safety, which he would have been fine at. But no, it was like... He makes a better we, Green Bay Packer corner. That's all I have to say. No, he absolutely does. I mean, will you guys play the type of defense that he excels in, you know? It's like and that... Even on a bad team in Carolina, he was still, he was still a bright spot. And I, it was weird to see him just slowly uh, go away from that team and end up on an Arizona practice squad. Like that was, that was egregious. And I just remember that, that, that same week that he was picked up was the week that Stefan Gilmore went to the Panthers and all Packers fans were weeping on Twitter. And I was like, guys, guys, we got a hidden gem. We didn't have to pay him much and look what happened. Well, now we did. And still, he kind of took Yeah, I mean, you're right. We didn't pay him a, a chunk of money, but you could tell he wanted to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could tell he Green Bay. Because so. he wants to play under Jair, because of the opportunities those will bring to him. Everything is going to feed off of each other. No one can just avoid Jair the whole game when you got guys covering all receivers that are scary. I, I'm just top. You think they're one of the best in the league? Yeah, I can think of, I think I can think of like five better right now. I don't believe you, but I don't really want to get into it. Well, Eric Stokes is unproven. That's why I wouldn't put him in there. That's oh, fair, but Stokes and, was never mind. Sorry. Finish game, up your list. Oh it's fair. But you know, Stokes in games he, he played and was a focal point and now he had to step up very quickly. Like it was, it was Seth impressive. Hayden died for a while last year, I think. Stokes? <laughs> no, yeah. you're thinking of Kevin King. That's no, true. I I said Kevin King has been dead to you for at least a year, but I remember you not liking Stokes. I think for a little bit. Oh too. no, I I I was excited for Stokes. 
Uh, and uh, he looked real good last year. I think him and Alexander give Stokes another year, a healthy year of Alexander. You're going to have the two best corners in the league. Two best corners in the league? He's but probably like, meaning... like as a duo, as a duo. Best He's the same duo. top pair. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, you know, Jeremy's being condescending about it, but trust me. Well, just listen. I'll just say this real quick. Before one. Philly. I, both LA teams, shit. But no, I'm just like, they're all, those are really good tandems and trios. Are you saying Asante Samuel Jr. is better? Well, I would bet on him the same way that you're betting on Stokes. I mean, that's fair, but you just said, like, I, I could easily name off five teams and you went with the Chargers easily. That was just the first one that. Unreal. No, see, this guy's a phony listeners. You know what I'm saying? This, see, this is why he gets the hate he deserves, okay? Jalen Hurts is a running back. He doesn't accept it. He doesn't accept that. Well, he does accept that he's let that the Eagles have left millions of receivers go. And at least when Aaron Rodgers goes on an ayahuasca journey and dances around Time vaccination out. status, I, at least we're I talking, can question that. We're talking about cornerback trios, and you immediately went to quarterbacks and drugs. So, yeah, what because saying, among among everything, you know what I'm saying? Because you just you just revealing. The if phony attitude go, you bring to my arguments with you. If you're going to go Jeremy Hot Takes, those are the last two things you go with. Jeremy I have Hot just, those are the my favorites. And then you bring up David Montgomery, which is probably the most egregious take you've ever had. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I could keep going on. You know what I'm saying? I think, so. I think, uh, your guys' homer bias went a little too far in the cornerbacks. You're not giving respect to a lot of teams for a corner. Well, regardless of whether it is or isn't, but I'm definitely going to say it. <laughs> so when I'm talking Jair just, just wait Jeremy just wait continue with your list yes continue Jair is number three and I don't you know as much as you want to say that everything else was a hot take I think Jair at number three is pretty you know we're we're within reason still I didn't I didn't go too homer on the on the on the top six I didn't pull a Jeremy's Eagles list Eagles top six okay <laughs> I could but I'm That's not going true to. we could have done that we could have two lists Number two is Justin Jefferson for every single reason Jeremy said. Obviously, dude's a baller, dude's a beast. He gritties, and that's all fun and games, but that's the least interesting thing about him. He's the man, and he's going to be the man for a long time. And you said everything I said about Jamar Chase last year or last week, and I still believe that about Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson is just better. He just takes it one notch earlier. The thing about Justin Jefferson, too, is he came in – Expected to just be a slot guy. He is a slot receiver. He's going to line up right in your slot, and he's going to do great at it. No one knew he was just going to turn into an all-pro. You know, no one saw that coming. And not necessarily – he kind of got slighted for all-pro last year, but he sh- definitely should have been. Um, There's a lot of production coming from other guys, so it was understandable. But still, dude's going to be at the head of the table for a long time. I think he's only 24, 23. Um Yes, you, you will see number 18 haunt your dreams as a Packers fan for a while. Though, because of the cornerback trio, they're going to be great Hey-o. battles. They're going to be great battles. That's all I'm saying. Moving on, number one, you know it. He's the man. He's the GOAT. What have you. A.J. Dillon is going <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. We're we're going with these running back jokes at number one. Whether I guess I would have to go Swift. Have you're one gonna ready. have to pick up. You're gonna have to pick up the Swift. 
love or the Jamal Williams Jamal. love, whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jamal Williams. That's another NFC North running back that's better than David Montgomery. Now, that no. is going on. Aaron Rodgers, not expecting another MVP year. Jeremy's high on that, and I respect it. I respect the love. Um, I don't see any reason that it would the production would falter too much, even in a post Devante world. There's still some worry. There's still some question marks. He's barking at the young receivers, which is probably what they need anyway. But he's the man. He's the goat. I hope it's not his last year. But let's put on a show regardless. Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Justin Jefferson, A-Raj. Hey, oh. Owen. Good list, good list. Owen, I like your list. Thank you. You said it, you said it with like a little tinge, though. Quick question. Oh. Quick question. What is um what is Aaron Rodgers the goat of? Everything. Th- throwing the football. Moving on. All right. My list. Seth didn't want it. He knew I was coming with some heat. Seth didn't I, want it. You, the go, you, you the dangled of, that Owen or Jimmy, you dangled that bait and I spit it right out. He is the goat of alternative medicine. Okay. That's Joe Rogan. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they just he's, happen to be friends. He's best buddy. Uh okay. Five B. Owen. Yours and ours is almost identical besides one player. And this is the player. We had a difference in opinion on Packer defenders to put on this list. Outside of Jair, of course. Uh, 5B is where we start. I have Devondre Campbell. I have Devondre Campbell at 5B. Jeremy, don't give me that look. Really? Yeah. What do you mean, really? He's definitely first, right there. first off. He was first team All Pro last year, linebacker position. One of was one of the best defenders by PFF last year. You love your PFF grades. He was right there. Yeah, Yuck. he's an inside linebacker, and the position may not be as high as it once was, which is why he's lower on this list. But he was one of the best defenders in football last year, and we talk about importance to teams and importance to team success. He changed that Packers defense. Yes, Joe Barry was a big piece of that as well. But so many players and so many coaches talked about the difference Devondre Campbell brought to that team and brought Mm -hmm. to that defense after he came in and what a difference that was. I think Devondre Campbell should be in conversation for this list. Neither of you two put him on there. I feel like he needs to be on there. Another reason why he's just on the inside out is because it was his first year being dominant like that. I would love to see another year of it. I think he will. He got paid by the Packers. He talked so much about how he finally found a home in Green Bay. You know, they made him feel wanted and they put him in a system. It's very similar to Razul. They put him in a system where he can succeed and be his best. And now we see what that is. And he just, He's on this list because he totally changed that defense, and he's going to be a big reason why this is another top defense. So 5B, Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell and dominant in the same sentence. I am blown away, but continue, please. It was true. 
2021, Devon J. Campbell was dominant. Absolutely. Look it up. 5A, another Packer. I expect this whole list to be Packers, Seth. I wanted it to be. I wanted it, but I couldn't. I have to stay true to the list. Stay true to the list. I will not bring my homer biases in. 5A, David Bakhtiari. And the reason why I have him lower on this list is the fact that he is coming off an injury, two years' worth of an injury, a year and a half, more more a year and a half. Um, he was still first-team All-Pro in 2020. Um but he, his season was shut. Uh, his season was cut short in 2021. Last year, obviously, he didn't play at all besides that Lions game, and then was out for the playoffs. Like we mentioned, he's off the pup list. Should hopefully be healthy for majority of the season. But he's lower because of that injury, and he is a little bit older. We'll see what the injury toll takes place on him. I really hope he will still be one of those best left tackles in the game. One of the best. Overall offensive lineman in the game. What was uh, the injury? So he had the ACL, and then he had another knee injury earlier. He had he had knee surgery this off season, a second one, not ACL, but to kind of clean up some stuff and arthroscopic. Yes. Um. So which is why he started on the pup list. He's coming off of it now. Uh. So hopefully the light is at the end of the tunnel for him health wise. How old is Bakhtiari again? I believe he's 30. I believe he's 30. For some reason. So it's not old. It's not like, you know, he's 35 and coming off this surgery. Uh, He is 30. So I I believe he's he's either 30 or 31 to be. 30. Yeah. Yeah, he's 30. Uh, So he's still relatively young for offensive linemen. Um, But, you know, he's not 25 either. Number four, I have. As I was stating, stating earlier, the most important player to that Vikings offense, Dalvin Cook, my one running back on this list as well. Aaron Jones did not quite make the list, even though he was a very close six or seven, however we want to rank that. Uh, Dalvin Cook, like I mentioned earlier, not going to spend too much time, but uh, he, to me, it just reiterate, he's the most Pivotal piece of that offense. He's one of the most explosive. Number two to Jefferson, who is the most explosive. Uh, but when Cook is right, he is one of the best running backs in the league, and they will need that for long-term success. Number three, Jair Alexander. Premier position, premier player. Coming off that injury, but... Man, what he did in 2020, he was he shut down. Jeremy, I can't believe you don't call him a shutdown corner. He's a shutdown corner to the name, to the T, because nobody throws him the ball, and there's a reason for it. Nobody gets open when he's covering them. So don't even bother throwing the ball that way because they're going to be stuck. That's what you call a shutdown corner. It's not just because there's a weak link on the other side of the field and you throw it at that one. Up until no, not not anymore. Not <laughs> number Seth's two. Abusing the cough button right now. <laughs> it's it's better than the alternative. Okay, that's true. That's true. Number two is the uh, the aforementioned other side of the field at that premier position. Jeremy said it earlier. If he's not number two, then 
I don't know what you guys are on. He is number two for me as well, Justin Jefferson. Okay. Uh, premier players, I mean, you know, it's frustrating to watch because this whole Vikings offense relies around two players. And if they didn't have either of those players, or they were even a fraction of what they were, this offense would be nothing. And this this whole team would pretty much be nothing. Uh, but, man, those two players light it up, uh, and it's fun. Not fun to watch them against the Packers so much, but fun to watch them otherwise and what they can do. Number one, of course, like Owen said, the GOAT, the greatest to throw the football of all time, Aaron freaking Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, easily number one on this list. Going to be debate number one for overall list next week. Uh, but like like Jeremy said, he could win his third MVP. Not his third MVP, but third in a row. I think it'll be number five. Would Ty Payton, yep. Yep. Uh, but of course, if he wins it again, Nobody's ever done that before in the history of the NFL, three-peat at uh, the MVP. Um, so that would be fun to see as well. Very cool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't need to sit. I could. I could sit here for the next hour and just kind of gloat about go. Aaron Rodgers if I want. Go. go. No, I can't. I For the sake of Owen, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but what Aaron Rodgers does with the football, nobody else can do with the football. Well, I, I was just going to say, Seth, you actually, it, it's funny that you said it. You're like, no one else in history has ever three times the MVP. But, I mean, Brett Favre did it. <laughs> oh, wait, you're right. His three I mean, MVPs were. He, he did get row. the, he did, he did co-MVP the last one. But it was you're still, right. it was right. just funny that you said it. I had to bring it up. Of course, another Packer legend at the quarterback position did it, of course. He did it all while he's concussed. You know what? Is... Custon on Vicodin. Favre on Vicodin, Rodgers on Ayahuasca. That's what we get, man. Our Bingo. quarterbacks. Yep. That's how they and get then, through. And then Jordan Love on uh, Adderall or whatever the new drug will be. You know, <laughs> no, that, you know, I hope not that. You know, that would be unfortunate. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, quick recap. I have Devondre Campbell, David Bakhtiari, Dalvin Cook, Jair, Justin Jefferson and Aaron Rodgers. Not to Bingo. be confused with Amari Rodgers, by the way. Um, quick question for you guys. First of all, we got trivia because I got one trivia question for you guys. Well, first of all, we go the podcast rankings. Yeah, yeah, please. And then I got a question about the division for you guys. Bingo. Podcast Bingo. rankings for the <laughs> NFC North, the year of our Lord. 2022. Coming in at number one is unanimously Aaron Rodgers. Coming in at number two is also unanimously Justin Jefferson. Uh, they clean sweeped the one and two uh, on that end. Jair Alexander comes in at the number three with 10 votes. Dalvin Cook at number four with nine. David Bakhtiari at the Five spot with five votes, and Kenny Clark rounds out the list with three. Also receiving votes, Robert Quinn, Aaron Jones, Devondre Campbell. It's funny because that <clears throat> list is my one through five other than that six spot. Other than Clark. So we know whose list is the most accurate, obviously. The podcasts. Yeah. 
the podcast. So that's exactly right, Jeremy. <laughs> Correct. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> no. So what we will do next week, Jeremy, just a reminder, is Owen will reveal our top eight players to us. And then we will rank them next week for the ultimate and the final going along on first top eight players for the 2022 season. Are we getting him live or is Owen going to give it to us beforehand? Uh, he's got to give it to us beforehand. A little preparation would be nice. A little yes. preparation, H? Absolutely. Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Can't go without it. Um, just as a fun, just as a fun aside, um, Madden, the Madden ratings have spoken and they've told us that Harrison Smith deserves to be on the list over most of our other guys. Well, that's Actually, ridiculous. over Kenny Clark, I guess, would be the one. Harrison Smith is the Owen. sixth best ranked player in Madden ratings in the NFC North. Owen. I am a Harrison Smith hater. <laughs> um, I I used to think he was a good strong safety in that role, strong safety. And then I watched the Eagle great Zach Ertz light him up in the NFC Championship, and I realized he's no more than a linebacker playing out of position at safety. And uh, ever since then, it seems anytime I catch a Viking game. That dude's getting toasted in coverage every time. And don't get me wrong, he's had his plays. He's had his moments. You know, he's been on decent Viking teams. But damn, do I think that guy's overrated. (laughs) I think Harrison Smith is overrated. I think his first two years in the NFL were great. They really were. But the thing about being a safety in the NFL anymore is if you're legit not Ed Reed, we don't even notice you. You know what I mean? Because, like, I read an article when we were doing the AFC North about Jesse Bates. And it's like Jesse Bates, I mean, in the year 2005, it's like the 13th best safety. But right now we're arguing if he's like three or four, you know, I, I, it's just safety play right now is first of all, so hard because of quarterbacks and the offenses, but I would have went Tracy Walker and Eddie Jackson over Harrison Smith. Wow. Okay. Most, well, I would like, if I'm ranking the best safety on each team, I think Harrison's the fourth best. That's just me. I'd say that's, a, that's, a, that's a big take, but yeah. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm. I don't know enough about Tracy Walker to say, but you know, I definitely give him third. <laughs> Walker's a good player. Um, he's gonna. You're gonna notice a lot more of him this year now that the Lions' defense is really coming through. But Tracy Walker's a guy that you're not uncomfortable lining him up in man and man, man to man. And you're not uncomfortable having him play single high. You're not uncomfortable blitzing him. Like Tracy Walker can do a lot of things. To where Harrison, <clears throat> if you got him man to man on anybody, he's getting he's getting lit up. All right. Beautiful Wait, regardless. We will have our top eight next <laughs> week, along with a few other pieces, but top eight for sure. Question for you guys. Yeah. Looking to the future of the NFC North. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers wins his third straight MVP, goes on to win the Super Bowl, and rides off into the sunset. Okay? Everything goes perfect in Dairyland this year and uh, retires. How different does this NFC North look next year? 
Completely. Very much so. It's like Brady leaving the NFC South. Like him returning totally changed how that looked. Yeah. I think there's a couple divisions that we've talked through. And it's you you sit there and think to yourself, like, my oh my one guy can completely flip this division. Because if you guys are rolling into this year with Jordan Love, you're probably three for me. So well, I was gonna say you take you take Rogers away going into next year, and then you say Justin Fields takes a big step up. And then you got four teams kind of like not much separating them. A dog fight. You know, so which would be a cool, you know, it'd be fun to watch. That that'd be like early thousands NFC North, you know, type deal. So I don't know. I hope to see it. All right. Okay. Jeremy, you you said you had a trivia question. I got one. Okay, because I got one as well, and then that'll probably wrap her up. Fantastic. So in comparison, I was comparing the 2010 Packer team to the current Packer team. Okay, this is not my question, but who was the leading uh, rusher for the Packers last year? And wait, in 2021? Yep. Okay. Uh, It was probably... It was probably A.J. Dillon uh, because I know Aaron Jones was hurt a few games but also was used as a wide receiver a lot more last year and will be just as much this year. So I'm I'm going to say A.J. Dillon by a little bit. Owen, what do you say? I mean, I thought it was Aaron Jones, but it wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way. Apparently, this should have been my trivia question. Um, it was A.J. Dillon with 803 yards. He beat Aaron Jones by four yards. Oh, there you go. Wow, four yards. Aaron Jones averaged about a half yard more per carry. Yeah, Aaron Jones, he's flashy like that. He has those big averages. Brings me to my trivia question. In the year 2010, the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl. In that year, Greg Jennings was the leading receiver, like I said. Who was the Packers' leading rusher in the year 2010? I have one name that comes to mind right away. Uh, Owen is is uh, walking away for a second, so I'm going to hold my answer till he returns. There's one guy that sticks out, Jeremy. There's a few that I can think of, but one guy sticks out immediately just because he did play a very prominent role in that in that Super Bowl in the playoff run itself. Owen, do you have an answer? Uh, so sorry, I was stepped away for a second. You you just were saying you have one guy in mind. Is that what well? You're I have one guy that sticks out more than anybody else. <clears throat> right. I'm trying to get the years down because there there's definitely a cycle of them for for a few years until Eddie Lacy kind of solidified it for at least a couple years on his own. Um. Uh. All right. I know who you're thinking of, but I still have question marks about the regular season totals. On that, I think I know who you're thinking of, Seth. All right, I'll throw it out there. James Starks. Okay, is that your final answer? That is. That is incorrect. Owen. Well, now I'm see. That's where I was thinking the regular season totals wouldn't be there, but he did play a huge role in the playoffs. And now I'm trying to think of was Ryan Grant actually the starter for that year, and then maybe he got hurt. That's where they had, I'm... they they had a cycle of running backs was exactly the they they multiple guys were featured as the running back nobody ever stood out James Stark just kind of took that role in the playoffs yeah let me pause you for a second 
I'm going to have a spin-off question off this that's got two possible answers. But anyways, continue. Um, but I know there's one name I'm 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 kind of not thinking of that I think was also in the mix. Sam Congato, great name, great. There's player. no way it was not. But that was, I believe that was 2008. Yeah, I was right. gonna say it was a few years before. Give me Ryan Grant just to just to get the the easy one out. That's your final answer, Owen. That'll be my final answer. You're incorrect. I'm gonna give yep. you both one guess each. Rapid fire. Seth, give me a name. I need to think who those other guys were. Owen, you got anything? It's just hard to think of regular season for the Packers of 2010 because all I have is the playoffs, you know, at this point. Yeah. And like I said, nobody fla- nobody stood out. So it I don't yeah, hint, so I don't, Jeremy? I, don't, I don't really know if I have an educated name to throw up, but go ahead. Yeah, if you got a hint. I really ha- I don't even know how to give a hint to tell you the truth. All right. Okay. You don't know anything else about him, huh? I know the name. Actually, I, I totally recognize the name. Um Let me come up with a hint real quick. Najee Davenport. <laughs> hey, Owen is wrong. Seth, <laughs> Seth give me a name. No, no. Did you hear this that was, story about him? This was the best. In locker rooms? Here, no, here's the best hint I can give you. This was his best season as a pro. And I assume, yeah, his only season as a starter. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Seth? And it's not James Starks. Wow. I am trying to pull up the playoff stats right now to see how lopsided they are. I'm having a hell of a time finding them right now. But I'll tell you right off the bat, the first game of the playoffs, James Starks was 100 yards. The other yeah. guy fucked like three hit carries. Yep. Yeah, see, I honestly, I can't even think of a name. Like, give me a college, give me a number, give me something. Oh, His middle name is Lamar. That he went to Nebraska, and he wore number thirty-two. Oh, um, shoot! Is is, is, it? is it is it Brandon Jackson? Is that his name? Oh, Brandon, Brandon Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew there was that name sitting in there. Yep. Brandon Lamar Jackson. What a name! What a name! What a name! Yeah, yeah, he was your guys' leading rusher that year. Now, Terrible. here's one of my spinoff questions. This is not the one with two answers. Give me within the hundred how many yards did he rush for that year? Oof, ah, uh, shit, six hundred. Seth, that's a pretty good answer. Um, I'll say five hundred. He ran for seven hundred three. Oh, and you take that. Wow. All right. Here's my second spinoff question, and this is a two. So, Seth, I gave Owen the first one, so he's technically winning 2-0 okay. on my questions. You have the chance to tie 2-2. Two to two. <laughs> And I'll actually give you the win because Owen took 15 guesses in the first one. All right. <laughs> that year, the Packers had a total of 11 rushing touchdowns all season long, okay? <laughs> 11, okay? I'm actually, like, struggling to find all 11 of them because I only see – oh, never mind, my bad. They have 11 rushing touchdowns. Only Rogers probably players. had a few, I assume. They only have three players that scored touchdowns, okay? Rushing Two touchdowns. Of those rushing touchdowns, yep. Brandon Jackson is one of the guys. 
but not one of the answers that I'm looking for, okay? Two players tied for two rushing touchdowns. Name those two players. Go ahead, Seth. Say it. I no, I guess it's, I have one of two names in my head now. I, so I gave you a gimme. I mean, James Starks. No. <laughs> what was the question again? Just the two other players that had two touchdowns. The two players. I should have went with my other. I should have went the touchdowns. Yeah, it was lead touchdowns. Not running backs, right? Just any. Well, yeah, anybody. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Seth, I thought I gave you a gimme there. David. You did, but I was now was like, oh well, okay, maybe maybe James Starks is one of them. And I, I, I yeah, I said Aaron Rodgers. I were said his name. too hard. <laughs> All right, yeah, I Seth, overthought that one. Guess the second player, and it's not James Starks or Brandon Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. It's not those three. So Brandon Jackson had seven. Is that was that the? No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers had four. This other player had four. Brandon Jackson had three. Jesus Christ. There's this the other only player had four? Yep. Oh, this other John player Cooper. Tyler. John there Cooper. it is. There. Hey, oh. Nice. I was like, man, that one felt like cool. And I was like, God, these guys are going to get it for sure. Yeah. But anyway, that's the, he was the goal line guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Very cool. You want me to throw my one at you? Let's go. All right. We're sticking to the running back theme tonight, I guess. We didn't even plan this out. This running back has scored more touchdowns, 69 of them to be exact, since 2016. More touchdowns than any other running back, any other player um, since 2016. That's 69 was how many he had. Can you name this player? 69 since 2016? Yep. Nice. Owen, child. It's not David Uh, Bakhtiari, Owen. Nice. Huh. Owen, is, Owen is definitely the youngest one on the pod. Well, I mean, objectively, yes. <laughs> and statistically. You guys are dinosaurs compared to my youthfulness. Hey, I'm not even 30 yet. Almost. Well, compared to me, though, dinosaur. You're 27? Maybe. It creeps up on you, bro. Are you, you going to adopt? You're trying to dox me here or what? You'll get there. Or dox me? Okay. Seth is, I think, 38. But, uh, all right, 69 touchdowns <laughs> since 26. <Nice. clears throat> yep. Can 20, I ask you a question? 16 or 17, sorry. 2016, he's had 69 okay. touchdowns since 2016, leads, the, uh, leads running backs. Can you name this player? Shit. Can I ask a question? Incorrect. Are they still active? I can't answer that question. Is it Zeke? Uh, that's incorrect. Owen, okay. throw a shot out. I'm only going to give you guys like three guesses. So, Is it rushing touchdowns or is it all touchdowns? Touchdowns. By running backs. This is the running back right. position. Correct, correct, correct. Did you kind of tip your hand a little bit there when you said, I can't answer that question? I had to think about it, but I can't answer that question. Do I? I mean, 
just you saying that makes me want to see James White, and which would be like the surprise of the century. There's is no that your fun. is that your final answer on? No, but it, may, it does make me want to say it. That's there's no way. Okay, time out, time out. Season touchdowns or total like playoffs, everything touchdowns. Uh, this this counts regular season only. This is not Thanks. playoffs included. Oh, and guess James White because there's no way. I'm gonna guess Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, incorrect. Okay. Strike one for Owen. Back to you, Jeremy. Mixon. I did. I don't think Mixon's a big touchdown guy. Um, but he's been consistent since he 2016. Has nope. That's why. That's why it was Zeke. But Zeke, just... Zeke would have been one of my first guesses too. Because he's got the longevity too. And Seth won't say if he's still playing today. I feel like there's a guy that could have retired in the last two years and still had this. James, uh, Joe Mixon has 42 touchdowns since 2017. How many has he got? got? Uh, I don't know for sure. The thing with Joe is he he was a rookie in 2017, so he missed out. Got it. Okay. I thought I was thinking the year before. Is it Aaron Jones? Is that your guess? Yes. Incorrect. Okay. Let me look at Zeke's real quick. Uh, 2016 was his rookie year. Uh, he's short on – wow. He's one off. <laughs> he has 68. He had 68. Wow. How many has Aaron Jones got? I'm looking it up. But back to you, Owen. Strike two for Jeremy. I was one off. Oh, well, since you said the one NFC North, give me the other NFC North. Give me Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Uh, Aaron Jones has – Aaron Jones was a rookie in 2017, so that hurts him as well. He's got like 50-some. Dalvin Cook is also incorrect. Injuries. Uh, yeah, and it was a rookie in 2017. Strike two for Owen. Here's your hint. Each of you have one strike left. I – you know what? I can't give it. I feel like it's too much of a giveaway. I can't do it. Actually. Can you give it? one guess left. Uh, hold on. I I, I feel like if that if I give this hint away, I think it's too big. Um, what she said. <clears throat> exactly. Can you give it any vaguer hint or more vague hint? You know what? Fine. I'll throw it out there, and I'll let you guys guess. Who whoever guesses it first gets it. Uh, they're no longer active or. I sh- let me say this: They're not on an active roster. Adrian Peterson, Owen. Shoot, I don't know. This is now. I'm now. I feel bad because I don't know. They're not on an active roster, currently. and it's not AP. It's not AP. I don't think they're officially retired. I don't believe. But they're not on an active roster. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Incorrect. Ah. Time off. Okay. He didn't recently yank some woman by her hair, right? Uh, I guess I don't know. If I missed a big piece of news, I definitely missed it. But not that I've heard. Hmm. See, AP was one of the first names that came to my mind because I just assumed, like, God, he probably had some wild season, like, at the end there. Mm. Le'Veon, to be uh, looking at his numbers, he was not a big touchdown guy. He Mm. wasn't. He was a big yardage guy. 
Yeah, he was not a huge like, touchdown guy. I'm just kind of – I think uh, Antonio Brown probably took a lot of those and whatnot. Mm. Not on an actual Any guy. other guesses before not I reveal? Give me a last, second. Last chance. Last chance you. We got anything. Chris Carson oh, yeah. did just retire, but there's no chance he was close. Like I said, I don't think they – Is it Marshawn? It's not Marshawn. You ready? Actually, here, one last hint. This is going to be a big one. Yeah. He, his final team was not the team he was known for. Got these big hints, but they're not that big. Oh, I, I guess uh, you, once you hear the name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. Okay. His final team that he, his team that he most recently played with was not the team he was known for. But he did actually have a decent amount of touchdowns with this team. Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram, incorrect. Jeremy. Ingram's still on the Saints, I think. I think he is, actually. Jeremy, 10 seconds. 10. Give me 20. I gave you 10. He was a rookie in 2015, last played in 2020, officially. So did not play on a team last year. Scored nine touchdowns for this team in 2020. Give me a second here. Most touchdowns he scored in one year rushing. Combination between the two was 21 he scored. Led the league in rushing touchdowns with 17 in 2018. Yeah, I, I feel very dumb right now. It's just, this really sucks. I feel like I got it, but I don't. Went to college at Georgia. Along Todd with Gurley. Matt Stafford, Todd Gurley. There you go. All right. Where I was getting to is I was thinking of the Madden like free agency. <laughs> and I was like, God, I know Bell's on there. I know AP's on there. And I'm like, God, who else is on there? And then as soon as you said Jordan. What did you say about Stafford? Played they, with him. Yeah. Then they play together? No, no, I don't. I think they're like six years apart. Yeah. Oh, really? Stafford was that much earlier? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Yeah, he was like 35 years old, isn't he? Yeah, yeah you get drafted in 2009. Right. Okay, I, I felt like they played. Who did he? There was a prominent college quarterback he played with. Who was that? Am I missing somebody? Um, oh, you're not. Aaron Murray? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Is Murray. that who it is? Yeah. He was good in college. They went to okay. the playoff, but uh, didn't do All much. Right. Missed that one. All right. Anyways, yeah, Todd Gurley was the Got guy. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, <clears throat> that was a struggle. That was uh, a struggle. <laughs> um, Todd Gurley like, is just—he's just one of those names that you just—you haven't thought about for two years. You just exactly, you exactly. yeah. But it's it's crazy that he has led the league in touchdowns since 2016, but didn't play last year at all. And yeah. in 2020 with the Rams or the Rams with Atlanta, it was uh, he wasn't a significant part, but he had nine touchdowns for them, nine rushing touchdowns. Right. Right. Have you guys watched any of the Pivot Pod at all? No. Uh, highlights, yeah. Twitter clips. Listening to Jared Goff talk about Todd Gurley, he he literally says he was the most special player he's ever played with. Really? I remember when Todd Gurley came out. So here's like a little tidbit about me. Every year, I always pick like a running back that I love, and then like a two quarterbacks that I love out of the draft. When Todd Gurley come out, I remember telling Dalton flat out, I'm like, 
that's the next Jim Brown. I was I was positive, dude. Totally positive. It I looked like that, it for a little bit. I thought he was gonna be the next thing and then his knees just went on him. Yeah. That's the thing with running backs. Once their knees go, they're kind of done. They're toast. You know, Owen, you laugh. You laugh. But that guy was special. Like when you look at his numbers, Seth, outside of the touchdowns, it's like whatever. You know, like by the way, is is your totals right? Yeah, I went in and I added them up before I asked just to make sure. I took out 2015. I did 2016 through 2020. You add in the receiving touchdowns, it's 69. Okay. I was looking at the to- – my bad, I was looking at the totals. So what I'll say is looking at his stats, you're like, wow, he's not really that special. Now his yards per attempt are pretty good. But it's like when you look at the touchdowns totals and then watch the tape, that dude was fucking good. Yeah, like he was just so big, so strong, so fast. And like the thing about Gurley is, I remember watching him at Georgia. He seen the field so well, like he just seen where holes were going to be before they were even there. That was the difference between him and Nick Chubb for me. Chubb was more of just like a physical nightmare, but uh, Gurley was he was way smoother. He took him to the he he literally ran them to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Along with that defense, of course, but he was a huge part of that offense. Jared Goff, I mean, he carried the offense. Jared Goff was just a piece. So, all right. Yeah. Owen needs to get to Vegas and uh, get some bets down for us. That's for sure. Tonight he does. Uh, playing tomorrow, those slots. Well, Tuesday morning, but, you know, I am going to be sitting at the sports book. I will put a not insignificant amount of money on a Packers Super Bowl future. Um and I will make some dumb bets on the Packers preseason game if applicable. And all in the name of you guys. Hey, I will do that for you. In the name oh, of the pod. Make, make sure while you're there, you speak about the pod at the casinos. Get us know, okay? I need to wear the Kool-Aid shirt just to, you like, do. you know. Absolutely. Ad- advertise. We'll take it off the whole time. Well. Sweat in it. Bleed in it. Crying. It's gonna it's gonna be hot, so it will, you know, as maybe the humidity isn't there, but I will find a way to sweat through it for sure. Absolutely. You will. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the divisions. Next week, like I said, we'll come at with the uh our top eight and a few other pieces before the season starts, and then we'll it'll be the first regular season game, believe it or not. One uh, more but, episode, huh? One more, and then it's 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 regular season. It's man. game week. It's crazy. Yeah, it's game time. All right. Uh, Until next time, Post Vegas Owen will be joining us. As always, adios. Adios. Adios.